Sin vergüenza, pensa con tu sinvergüenzura pura. El futuro es para nosotros y eso nadie me lo quita. Sin vergüenza, pensa con tu sinvergüenzura pura. El futuro es para nosotros y eso nadie me lo quita. Me cuentan te vieron. Bailando con otro bien pegadito en nuestra ciudad. Yo no soy chismoso, pero lo vi por San Juan, Simón. Hello, hello. Pero What song is that? It's called Sinvergüenza by Simon Grossman. Well, I think it's Dominican. His name is Simon Grossman? Yeah, he's Jewish Dominican. Oh. Yeah. Well, hello. How are you? Hi. I'm good. Hello, welcome to our last episode of season three of La Arepa y el Taco. We made it through 2020. Well, you know, <laughs> don't count your chickens till they're hatched. But, uh, you know, we're almost at the end of 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We made it through a season during 2020, but not the year. Yeah, we're almost, we're almost there. Uh, actually, Simon Grossman is Venezuelan. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow, and I did not know that. There you go. Okay, great. <laughs> we do have a lot of Jewish Venezuelans over there. Just like Arab Venezuelans like me. We love it there. We love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're almost at the end of 2020. I, it's been a very... Um, well, to say the least, interesting year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What um, a year. I'm exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah, no, likewise. Very much just over 2020. I am excited for the future. I don't know what the future will bring us, but I am happy to move this train along. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. Um, and during this time filming this episode we know that some restrictions are going to start happening again around the country and we also know we're nearing the holidays so we just want to make sure everyone is careful and mindful don't do not actually not take this seriously even though it looks like um, you know, we're getting more and more comfortable living with COVID. Don't normalize it. Remember that there are still people that are at risk and we got to be careful. Definitely. I am not planning on going anywhere for Thanksgiving, but I'm still tentatively, I'm more than likely, I have my plane tickets, but we're going to wait and see how things are going to visit my family in Texas in December yeah. uh, we'll be uh, there for a couple of weeks um, you but, haven't yeah. seen your family in the entire year so I'm yeah sure I haven't seen my great. family all year yeah. since January well since wow. the beginning of January wow um, so yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited but at the same time cautious yeah. um, I don't uh, you know, I know that things 
evolve, I think, with this disease, like, day to day. So we just don't know how things are going to be well, a week from today. Like, a week, uh, two weeks ago in New York City, things looked to be okay. I mean, they were getting worse, but, like, they weren't as bad as they are saying, they, you know, things are right now. They closed the schools in New York City. I know that that just happened this week as we're filming this episode. Um, yeah, and that's a huge setback, I think, right? And I think for the yeah. city as well, it's a huge setback towards normalizing life once again. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to take this seriously. And they are thinking of closing down um, other businesses as well. Oh, what? Like Bark and gyms also. Wow. Oh, um, yes. I saw... Oh, no, wait. I, I just read a headline that the California governor is also putting out restrictions. So people, non-essential... Sorry. People doing non-essential business between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m., um, I get into trouble in California. Um, so, oh, that's serious over yeah. there. Well, I mean, I don't think it's, the cases at least have not been as bad as they have been in the last couple of weeks. I think yesterday we hit like over 150,000 cases in the country and that's the most ever, or maybe even 160,000. And then I just read earlier today that the deaths today, um, in the U.S. hit almost 2,000. So wow. we're like at a day for you know we're almost doing two thousand death that's a day that's really uh, uh, that's really scary. Is which do you know which state has um, the most cases or deaths at the moment? I mean, I think New York still has to just because of what happened earlier this year in New York. I think New York still has mm. the most, um, you know, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I think if you look at the charts and. The graphs and whatnot, Texas is not far behind catching up. So is California. So is Florida. So all the big states, you know, are, are up there. And I know Texas, California um, have the most cases in the country. Yeah. They, they passed New York a long time ago. Wow. But there is hope in the horizon. You know, they've announced a couple of the, you know, the, the, the vaccines yeah. that are supposed to be effective some of them two of them they've announced they're like 95 percent effective <laughs> yes so, i saw some of the news um, and i i read that dolly parton um invested in one of these vaccines <laughs> yeah moderna i mean dolly parton is a national treasure yes she is <laughs> yeah that was kind of cute that was kind of cute to read um, so, aside from all this mess that we're living in, what has been happening to you lately? Well, I got a, a wisdom tooth taken out. I went to the dentist for the first time this week and um, since the pandemic started. Mm. And I got a, a tooth taken out because it, was, it wasn't doing well. <laughs> <laughs> and so how was pretty- that? How was that experience? Oh, it was fine. I mean, have they taken your teeth out? <laughs> I got my my four wisdom tooth removed at the same time. So. <laughs> oh, that's that's smart. I got <laughs> one taken out uh, one at a time. Oh, okay, okay. So you've been through this, all right? This was my last one. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I, I it was really quick. Mm. I was surprised how quick it came out. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, surprisingly doing well. Uh, I guess not surprisingly. I guess this is how it works. I'm always yeah. just scared of going to the dentist. <laughs> Did they give you painkillers, though? No. Oh, no okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I haven't really been in pain. I, um... I did have to uh, only eat soft foods, mm. so I wanted to ask you what your favorite soups were. I love soups, especially during uh, winter time when it's cold. Um, what are my favorite soups as a vegetarian? During this time, I love eating creamy soups, so like, um, yes, pumpkin. Is it pumpkin? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I like that one. I like spinach soups as well um, with a little bit of Asiago cheese on top melting in the soup. It's delicious. My mom makes a great um, soup like that. Um, um, aside from that, I like I like the soups that are made in uh, Chinese restaurant like Szechuan food they Ooh. yes they're so good too they put dumplings in it um and lots and lots of vegetables um or you can get a faux vietnamese faux they're spicy mm-hmm. opens your nostrils and it's just easy to eat as well so there's lots oh. of options yeah no, I, I like the Chinese soups. I love hot and sour soup. I love the um, like the the, via, uh, the Thai soups. Yes, yes. Um, 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 I love like the Tom Kha and like the <sighs> the, uh, the I love those. I think my favorite soups though has to be like the uh, fideo that my mom makes. Aww, that's um, the best. The ch- ch- with pollo, fideos with pollo. <laughs> that's really good. And, and papas and papas <laughs> yes papas are so important in a soup they're really underappreciated but papas let me ask you this this is a great icebreaker but just wondering what is your favorite way to eat a potato my favorite way to eat a potato fried <laughs> <laughs> okay french fries <laughs> i love french fries i love french fries but i also love uh potato fries and i mm. love um I love uh, mashed potatoes. Oh yes. Um, but I think my favorite, uh, my favorite potato would probably be the French fry. Yep. Or potato chips. I love potato chips, but I feel like potato chips aren't really healthy. <laughs> or I don't it? think any of them are healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also have to agree. I love, love, love fries. So that's always my first choice. And I, but I love mm-hmm. using potato in in all my foods. But, but French fries is like really special. What are your favorite French fries from which, which, uh, if you had to choose a French fry from a restaurant? Ooh, that's a great question. <sighs> um, Bear Burger makes, oh, <laughs> they make, uh, they make, uh, uh, these great French fries and they put some, like, sometimes, um, melted cheese on top but like mm-hmm. fancy cheese um they're like american cheese I, like i really don't don't like that style but but like a uh yeah i was thinking of asiago again but maybe like parmesan cheese too um and some kind of herb sometimes 
Uh, I, I can't think of, of which herb, but maybe like or, oregano or parsley or, or dry cilantro. Oh, so good. I like, I love that. Oh. <laughs> Your face. Okay. No, that's not bad. I mean, if not, I'll get. I've. I in the past, I used to always get fries whenever I went to Burger King because I always thought they were pretty crispy, crispier than the other chains. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like. I prefer McDonald fries. I okay. think okay. if they're not, and I, I even like the cold McDonald fries. I'm not gonna lie. Did you ever eat it? Um, uh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna ask. What about water burger fries? And did you ever eat there? They're not as, I mean, I like the Whataburger fries, but Whataburger's not known for their fries. <laughs> They're known for their burgers. Have you ever eaten <laughs> at, at an In-N-Out in California? And have you had their I, monster fries? Yeah. I like the, the In-N-Out uh, fries. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In-N-Out fries with Whataburger burgers. That might be the best combination. <laughs> and they and have... Yeah. No, I was gonna say they also have these weird fries at at In and Out that my brother always gets. That they put a bunch of different things on top, um, and I think they call them monster fries. Do you? Have, I mean, do you? Do you go to? Have you ever been to Palm Frites in the city? You know, they they have like they they have a couple of places in the city, but their main place I think is in the Greenwich Village. No, I've I've often heard about that place, but have never been. They they have good fries. They have good sauces. Yeah. Really good sauces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the door. So obviously we're following CDC guidelines, and we're not meeting in person. We're still meeting through Zoom, and you might notice these things uh, throughout the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so we just spent 10 minutes talking about food, which is not surprising for us, but we need to get into the main thing of the episode, the main meat. Oh, sure. Let's do it. So my biggest thing right now is that I'm frustrated, and I, no. I, <laughs> I know we're all frustrated, but specifically, um, I've been thinking as a Venezuelan... Also, I've been thinking about why my community voted for someone. And I'm not saying everyone everyone in the Venezuelan community did, but a huge part of it felt that Trump would represent them and those who can vote voted for him. And in fact, the New York Times uh, came out with some findings this past week that show two important things for us. One, that Trump one really big in southern florida which mostly in miami-dade county which is where the cubans and venezuelans are located and two that a lot more latinos voted for trump this year than they did in 2016. so i know mm -hmm. part of it is that for some reason they think that he's He's an emblem of entrepreneurship and, and a good businessman. I don't know where they get that. I don't feel like that's my impression at all. Um, but they also feel that he's someone that would um, fight against communism and socialism because they've been told by um, the media and by terrible people 
that that electing someone like Joe Biden would would you know drive the country into a socialist um, agenda. So I think that's insane, but I find it even more insane that people believe this to their very core. So I don't know what to do about it because I feel like this is <laughs> this is gonna well, be a thing. I think, I think well, I understand because like. Um, you know, after elections, every, I feel like this is not just the case this election. I feel like in every election, there's always going to be a time when every pundit, no matter what the race is, will come out of the woodwork to analyze why a certain group of people voted a certain kind of way. (laughs) Um, you know, so I feel like a lot of attention is being given, um, to specifically, I think the Latino vote, because... I think we need to like, not percentage wise, Latinos went a little bit lower for for Biden than they did to Hil- to Hillary Clinton, mm. um, but not by much. Okay. Like, if you look at statistics, it was still pretty, especially with Latina women, they overwhelmingly voted for Joe Biden instead of Donald Trump, um, uh, and. And the same goes with, you know, there were more, if you look at percentages, more black people voted for Donald Trump this time around than they did in 2016. But you know what? So did a lot of people. (laughs) Like, a lot of people voted in this election. Yes. And we're close to, at this point, we're close to 80 million people almost voting for Joe Biden, which is the most that any presidential candidate ever has gotten in America. Wow. Um, And... You know, we need to talk about that, too. Like, we had so many people voting for Joe Biden uh, and voting in general this time around. This is the most that people have voted in the country percentage-wise. Yes. That's incredible. In, in a century from what, you know, we've been, we've seen. I mean, that's this is the most ever, obviously, because the population we have today has never been <laughs> like that ever before, so... But it is incredible the amount of turnout that we've had overall. Um, yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I, I didn't know that he ha- he was already on 80 million. That's incredible. He's. They haven't even counted in the New York state ballots. Because wow. New York still hasn't counted. They're still in the process of counting all the absentee ballots. Yeah. Um, wow. But once those get finished counting, um, some of the experts that I follow are saying that Joe Biden's probably going to hit 81 million votes. Wow. So, so what does this mean? Ever by a, by a presidential candidate ever in the history of the country. Um, and he's already at the moment like at 51%. Trump is at 47.2%. And if it, it mo- most of the absentee ballots are going to go for Joe Biden. So by the end of the day, Joe Biden could very well almost be at 52%. Well, Trump is going to be like 46 point something percent. Mm. Um, so I think we need to talk about how many people voted for Joe Biden. Like there's so much emphasis on the Trump voter. Fuck the Trump voter. <laughs> you know, you're so right. You, Yeah, it's so true. I feel like maybe I'm reading all these headlines and articles and they're always talking about that, that you start thinking about that too. You are so That's right. That's what they want us to think. Yeah. This, 
Think about the Trump voter. Think about the conservative voter. Yeah. Fuck them. Yes. Fuck them. You're right. You're right. We think about them all the time in every fucking election. They're stupid. They're idiots. Listen to this lady, a lady that you've probably been talking about in, uh, it looks like she's in Miami. Do you think Joe Biden is a socialist? Yes. How would you define socialism? I define socialism when you bring down your own country, your own race. Because he's not black. And what does that mean? They're bringing him down to black people? Is that what you're saying? No. He's saying that the white people, he doesn't look at himself in the mirror? So he... That's what I look at. Hey, you talk about the white people? And look at you. Oh, he actually... You know I don't like him? I'll tell you exactly why I don't like him. He's got a big ego. He thinks he's better than God. You're, uh, Trump, Trump said he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and get away with it. No, I don't think so. He did say that. No, he didn't. No. It's on tape. No, I don't believe it. No, that's fake. I swear to God, you can watch it. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> okay. Do you want to watch the video? They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. Any of the Democrats, do any of them appeal to you? Liars. All liars. That Pinocchio keeps growing. Okay. And then you yourself won't have a country. You yourself won't have a country. Keep believing all these liars and you yourself will be out of your country. Socialism doesn't work wherever it goes. Why is Joe Biden a socialist? Why is Joe Biden a socialist? He because it's all about the money. I mean, this is the Latino conservative vote. Stupid people saying stupid shit because they're stupid and ignorant. <laughs> oh my god! Like that's crazy. Like that's the prime example. Like oh, Joe Joe Biden's a socialist because he only cares about money. Excuse me, that makes no sense. <laughs> wow. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, a lot of attention was given to South Texas where I'm from because a lot of the vote there, um, you know, this was one of the highest percentages of that Republicans got down there. Um, like where I'm from, Hidalgo County, I think, um, still went for Joe Biden overwhelmingly, but Mm -hmm. it was like 58% as opposed to in the last election, where it was like 65, 68% for Hillary Clinton. Okay. Um, and I think a couple of things for that. Like, I think, um, I don't think Democrats lost votes in South Texas. I think they gained votes, not as many as the Republicans, though. And that's because of things like that you just heard. Misinformation plays hard, especially with like, um, Latinos in general, they love to, the word of mouth is especially very strong with with Latinos. Yep. Um, it's not, Mex- it's Mexicans that live in South Texas. It's not Venezuelans or Cubans. That right, live in right, Texas. right. Uh, but they're, you know, all I heard from people in South Texas that I know, um, they kept saying things like, oh, Joe Biden's going to take away all the oil and gas jobs. Oil and gas jobs are big in Texas. So that was a big fear for, for people. So that was a big spreader. Like, it just spread. I'm like... Did Obama take any jobs? Like, how has your life improved? Like, I know people that were actually laid off 
by oil and gas jobs during this administration, the Trump administration, who's in charge? <laughs> so that's one. Uh, the socialism, you know, like that played, like that yeah. was a big one. Um, yeah. You know, you heard a lot about that. Um, and then just a bunch of crazy conspiracy theories. Yes. Joe Biden's a pedophile. Yeah. Um, um, Hillary Clinton is in a, a cult. Uh, that's a, the QAnon stuff that came out. A lot of people started believing that stuff or like posting about it and like perpetuating all these ideas. Um, so all these things helped the Republicans get more votes in places like South Texas. Well, and they also, they fit they fit in they fitted into the the narrative. Like I know, for example, uh, the senator for Florida. Now I'm forgetting his name right now. I I don't like him. Marco Rubio. Yes, Marco Rubio. <laughs> Marco yes. Rubio kept kept uh, tweeting this picture of Biden um, shaking hands with Maduro, and he wouldn't yeah. even he wouldn't even say anything. He would just tweet the picture, and like people would get triggered right away. So like they know exactly. I know Ted Cruz. I'm sure did his own thing. I didn't look at his tweets, but I'm so sure that he was also using the socialism agenda. And I'm just like, how did people go from seeing to to see Biden as a uh, as a super leftist candidate? I think it's insane that that Trump was able to paint that picture because he's such a moderate to me. Like he was the most moderate. I feel I felt from all the candidates that were running for the Democratic ticket. Well, we know that, but people that aren't. Oh no! Following off, like one thing that Trump was really good at, and the Trump followers have been really good at getting, is more people coming out of the woodwork to like pay attention to politics, mm. and they see politics like a reality TV show because Trump is in charge. Yes, and Trump is a reality TV king, um, in mm. the sense that he's an attention whore. Um, so all these people just started uh, coming out of the woodwork, paying attention to politics, but they're not paying atten attention to like real politics. They're paying attention to the, the politics of, of bullshit, you know, like the, they pay attention to the crazy the entertainment, um, right? The conspiracy theories, the Newsmax is becoming popular. Oh my God. People. Yes. OAN. Um, OAN. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not even paying attention. To, uh, Fox News, they love the fucking Fox News at night with uh, the, the, the commentators they have at night. Yeah. Um, so you have a lot of people that paid attention to that. And then one thing that I think has been disregarded a lot in, in the conversations this year has been the fact that Democrats in a lot of places didn't go out and canvas, didn't go out and, and go knock, knocking on doors um like they usually do right like, this is why in 2018 there was a big blue wave because so many people were out there knocking on doors talking to people mm. and because of the pandemic the democrats were responsible they didn't do that as much mm -hmm. Overall. um but yeah i mean especially in florida all i heard was just this misinformation and whatsapp messaging yeah going crazy with the conspiracy theories yeah um my dad used to forward me WhatsApp voice messages that he got from like quote-unquote political analysts that were telling people to vote for for trump and and like saying you know the dangers of electing someone like biden and you know for venezuelans that's like a trigger warning <laughs> So, 
they just they're they feel like the republican party exploited their trauma you know they're like okay we need your votes so let me just remind you of what you came from but it's such they were gonna i feel like they had the same play book ready to go if it was going to be bernie sanders or joe biden i mean this is why trump got impeached if we recall the impeachment of last year yeah <laughs> you know trump tried really hard to get dirt on joe biden yeah and didn't get any yeah um so you know they thought that you know they could use all this socialist leftist marxist blah 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 um against bernie sanders and that's still that that's still their playbook they all they yeah, like, really. Are on on this messaging, which isn't even true, because like they're not socialists. Bernie Sanders is not a no, true socialist. Exactly, he's he, not. AOC is not a true socialist. No, nope. they're they're democratic socialists, which is totally different. But you know, it just so happens that the terminology sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> and like the American version of socialism is very different from what actually socialism is, and even for Venezuelans, like. The, the socialism that we have in Venezuela, it's far from what it is, too. So anyway, this is like a whole thing. I know we could go for hours and hours, but we're getting close to the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot more to talk about with this. We'll probably talk about it some more at another time. But, yeah. Uh, I'm glad we talked about it because I feel like I've been here holding back, <laughs> holding a lot of feelings on this and and <laughs> you can get it, it out talked about but i'm so sick of people especially like non-latinos talking about this on television yeah um like get latinos on television to talk about this yeah yeah no i i, I noticed when i was watching the week we were watching the results that there were barely any latino commentators on tv barely mm -hmm. the only the only commentator i saw was the the CEO of Voto Latino that she was brought in by ABC several times to talk about the turnout in in different states including Arizona and I loved her but I was like she was the only one that could truly talk about our community and there's so many other talented people that could have done that too and they were missing from the conversation yeah and then they put in rando like 50 year old man pundit to talk about the Latino experience and why Latinos are voting a certain way and it's like Come on, people! Like you, you boast like, "Oh, we need to live in diversity," but like you're still doing this shit. Yeah, no, you're right, and I, I like your message that we should focus on the positive. Look at the amount of people that voted for Biden. Focus on that, and focus on what's coming. You know, the things that we have to look forward to in 2021. Exactly. Enough on this. Like every yeah, stop this. Like I feel like it's like. Democrat shaming, like, oh, we can never, like, we, we won. The Democrats won. Yep. <laughs> be happy. We won. We need to be more proactive about our winning. We need to say, hey, this, like, if you look at the news right now, Trump's trying to steal the election. Screw that. We won. Democrats won. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Donald Trump. Like, Democrats won. Fuck you, Republicans enabling him. We won. We got 80 million votes. 
fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> now we just have to focus on winning Georgia again and making sure that Lindsey Graham gets out of his seat eventually and the, he needs to go to jail. the dinosaur from Kentucky needs to needs to be out too. He needs to go back into his shell. Yeah. All of them. All right. That's it for today. Enough rent. End of rent. Yay. <laughs> Our closing song is The Best and Cuando by Marisa Murr. Que trama